Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. It's Sunday morning, and it's time for Down to Earth. It's a show in which we talk about the issues that matter, and because today is Sunday, we're going to talk about faith, and we're going to talk about overcoming your personal demons. So that we all put things into perspective and kind of get some idea. But first, I have to lament how yesterday there was no football on. They had basketball in the middle of football season. Not cool. Not cool. So I was doing my laundry. And typically when I'm doing laundry, like during this time of the year up until the, the Super Bowl, I kind of just watch TV and do the laundry. It's kind of like total zonk zone. Like I'm just like zonked out. So because there was no football, I had to go binge watch on Netflix. I was so not happy. But hopefully today the NFL will not be a non-starter. And the Detroit Lions, hometown team here, anybody, hopefully the Detroit Lions will actually say actually. Is anybody out there a fan of the Lions? Hopefully the Lions will actually hear our cry. And for the love of God, if they're not eliminated already, which they probably are, might just put Detroit on the map again. Like, seriously. Maybe we need Eminem. We need Eminem, you think? Get the rapper to come back and sing a tune, record something. Something. Because <laughs> it is not happening. So anyway, today on our show, we're going to talk about overcoming your personal demons and what role does faith have to play with it. As usual, we put this within the context of spirituality and within the context of, of, of faith, Right? Now, everyone has some kind of faith. Everyone has faith in something. Everyone has a belief system that they believe they are a part of. Everyone has some kind of faith. But it is interesting that as we grow over time, we tend to move away from the faith that we grew up experiencing. And that's okay. That's okay. In a lot of spaces, the kind of faith you were exposed to or the practice of Christianity that you were exposed to was oppressive and repressive. And it's okay to say so. It's okay. It's quite okay. Right? So, but what, so you drifted away as you grew because it didn't, it no longer fit your, your mindset and it no longer fit your way of life and it no longer fits what you believe or what you have come to experience. But then as you grow and you mature, you begin to realize that the deep, according to the scriptures, deep call it unto deep. Your inner spirit, your inner man, where your soul resides, starts asking questions about, why am I here? So you turn 40 and you start asking questions like, oh, my God, what have I done with my life? Have I done anything meaningful? Have I left a legacy? Am I in the process of creating a legacy? What is my purpose for being here? I'm, I'm, am I just some vapor or something, just a passing thing on the earth? And so you start searching again for meaning. And in finding meaning to life, you realize that spirituality is something you couldn't run away from. And it becomes a conflict because you're like, 
I can't go back to what I learned as a child because it doesn't fit. It's too oppressive. It made me feel bad about myself. The practice of it hurt me, hurt my view of others, hurt my view of spiritual leaders, hurt myself because some bad things happened to me in the practice of that Christianity. Make sure you, I'm putting it into perspective because there are a lot of people who have been hurt in church. There are a lot of people who have been hurt by church. And it would be ridiculous of me to obviate that and to walk away from that knowing that that's a truism. I perhaps am one of them. So I can't patty cake you can can cover it over as if your experience does not matter, as if what you experienced was not real and was not true. Church leaders in the past, notice I say church leaders, have practiced a form of repressive and oppressive Christianity. They refer to it as Christianity. It was pure fundamentalism, and it was designed specifically to oppress your spirit because their thinking was to get you to believe and to get you to follow the teachings of Jesus Christ, you had to totally evaporate. And if you evaporated, then you wouldn't commit any sin. But that's not what Christianity is about. Christianity is about the dichotomy of man, the fact that one part of you desires to be good and the other part of you, well, it just does whatever it wants to do. Therein lies the conflict, what they should have done that we are now learning is they should have understood that the two are going to coexist and we're going to like it. Somebody is calling in. Let me hear what they have to say. Hello. Welcome yeah. to Down to yeah. Hello. Good morning. It's Pastor Dodger, CEO. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. How, How are you? you? I'm, I'm well. Yes, sister. I'm on this tram. On the, on the, uh, I'm at the airport right now. Traveling. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was going to call it in to, uh, to talk about overcoming. You know, um, a lot of times we as people, we don't realize how much that uh, we affect so many people around us. And it's not what right. we say and what we do. It's how the world perceives what we say and what we do. And those right. things, uh, disappointment is the biggest situation. And then anger uh-huh. is really bad, too. You know, uh-huh. overcoming your personal demons, uh, dealing with that anger situation is a lot. So uh, I'm here, man. I'm here for the duration of the show. I love what you're doing. Uh, Shout out to you, Sister uh, Harriet. Mm -hmm. It's hard to have a name like that and hold up so many people. And a lot of times you don't get the flowers and people don't tell you thank you. They just watch you do all this amazing stuff. But I'm just here to tell you, it's not easy what you do. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening and listening to me on your way to the airport. That's awesome. Amen. Right. Right. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to continue my feel. And thank you for listening. Tell others about us. Amen. I will. All right. Thank you. So what you find happening is that we kind of, we kind of, as we grow, we, we yearn for and look for that connection, Right. We yearn for and look for it. And then here's an interesting thing that happens. As you grow, you find that some things start attaching to you. And because you have kind of liberated yourself from the oppressive, repressive form of faith that you had practiced called Christianity, what you find is that you start doing other things. 
And because you start doing other things as you grow older, there's no remedy. You find that there's no remedy. There's no cure for this ailment in your soul. This is why people arrive in midlife and they start acting funny. You know what I mean? Or we think they're acting funny. They start acting out of character. They, they want to change. It's because the hormones and everything is, is culminating. And your soul is crying out. And you've got to feed your soul. I have found that as I matured, my, idea, my ideology changed. I grew up just like you. I grew up with a repressive, oppressive form of faith practice called Christianity. I wanted to have nothing to do with it as I grew up. I'm like, that, that thing tells me that I can't have fun. That having fun meant that I was sinful. That having fun meant that God hated me. Can you imagine God was having a good laugh, wasn't he? I, I think he laughed at me. He laughed at me. Because I said I vowed that I would have nothing to do with it. To be honest with you, I was that person who went to watch night service and then went to a party afterwards. I kid you not. You know, watch night service, New Year's Eve, and then went and partied all night long. Man, I danced till I touched the floor. I kid you not, in an earlier time, <laughs> right? Just through confession, being transparent, right? But what I noticed is I, I turned 30 and boom, my life changed. All of a sudden, some things happened, and I found that I started to develop a desire when I turned 25, when my daughter was born. I started to change. And I ignored it and thought, mm, it's, this is not about God. This has nothing to do with Christianity. This has nothing to do with anything. And then I found out that I needed God. So I changed. And what developed in me was the oppressive, repressive form of Christianity that I had grown up in. I didn't find that experience. I found that the personal relationship that I endeavored to have with the God of the universe, and through his son, Jesus Christ, I found out that it was not oppressive or repressive. What I found was there were difference between the traditions of men and God's desire for me. So I learned to put things into perspective. So today when I hear faith leaders talk and so on, I listen to what they have to say. And if it does not resonate with my experience or with my thought processes and where my spirit is, I'm like, can't. So part of what happened to all of us, the, the reason we don't have the experience of understanding, people hear you say something like overcoming your personal demons, and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm not demonic. I'm not a bad person. We all have something that we struggle with. We all have issues, as my brother called in to say, we all have issues that we struggle with. How do you overcome those? And it's to be honest with you, it is really really very easy to say, well, I don't know what the cure is, so here's what I'm going to do. Especially when it gets to the stage where you start wondering about it. It's very easy for you to go drink. It's very easy for you to go and talk to people. It's very easy for you to pick up something and smoke. Some people go and have sex. Some people find that they have multiple sexual partners. You're searching for something deeper and you don't understand it. And the depth, that the deepness that you're searching for is in your soul. It's so intrinsic, you can't understand it. You don't know how to quantify it and put it into words. All you find yourself doing is running from one thing to the other, trying to find. Some people become total workaholics. They work all the time, trying to find that satisfied, that deep level of satisfaction 
that only comes through understanding yourself and developing your spiritual walk. That's the answer. So when you ask, when I hear people say, I am struggling with this, I'm struggling with this that I don't understand, I get you right away. I understand that you are overcoming your past. So I start asking questions. I'm like, tell me your story. Because in telling me your story, you're telling me who you are. You're telling me what happened when you were a kid, because that's, it starts somewhere. You're telling me what happened as you grew up. You're giving me your perspective. So I'm like, tell me what happened. It's always, it's always amazing to me when I start asking people, tell me what happened and how people look, look at this and how people start backing up. First of all, most people find that they have not even confronted the very thing that is causing them to fail. Most people are reluctant to accept that that's what it is. And, and frankly, that's human because all of us, when you look at some of the things that have happened to us and some of the mistakes that we made, sometimes we are contributors to it. Sometimes we have an agency in it, right? And one of the biggest holdbacks, one of the biggest demons that you can overcome, you want to hear what it is? Guess your past. The stuff that happened to us that we cling to. We have already overcome it, but we can't see it because we're still clinging to it. It's anger. It's unforgiveness. It's resentment. Are you human? Yes. Should you experience that every time? But here's the thing. If you do not let those things go, if you do not release them, it's going to be like a bag of bricks that you're walking with that keeps you back. I can't begin to tell you how much I am like you when it comes to that. I have so many of those things that I've held on to in the past. Hey, everybody, right? I have so many of those things that I've held on to in the past that have changed me and changed me to misery, changed me to where I can't think clearly, changed me to I couldn't even see the future. Because I was so focused on what had happened. I was sexually molested when I was six years old. You know, the, one of the best things that happened to me was how I dealt with it. You know how I dealt with it? By not dealing with it. I didn't deal with it at all. I could not face it. I could not face the pain. I could not face the anger. I could not face the vulnerability and powerlessness that I must have felt as a kid. So I did not deal with it. But do you think it went away? No. But there is a time and a place and a season for everything under the sun. And when the time came to deal with it, I dealt with it. I was 25 years old, had just had my first child. She was about five months. And I'm holding her in my arms. And that's when I realized and accepted that I had been sexually violated at the age of six by an adult who was a family member and who was tasked with the responsibility of protecting me, and instead he violated me. Do you see what I'm saying? And it was at that time that I held, as I held the baby in my arms, I recognized that it was the adults around me who should have protected me. And in their failure to do so, that I was violated. I could forgive myself. 
And that set in place a series of motions that culminated in me being, it took a long time. But I was able to shake that demon of the past. Let me tell you how powerful demons are. Because I had never dealt with that, it changed my mindset on relationships. It changed the way I viewed the world. So I ended up marrying someone who was bad for me in every way. He beat me up. He threatened to kill me. I would have never married someone like that had I dealt with the demon from the past. Do you see what I'm saying? So in one way, I was protecting my mind, but in another way, I damaged myself, and it took 20 years to rid myself off of that. May the Lord God help me this morning. (laughs) I kid you not. Do you see what I'm saying? You cannot be changed to the past. I allowed myself to be changed to the past and carried that baggage around from the time I was six until the time I was 25. And it did me no good. It did me grave harm. I could not find peace in the present. I mean, I had fun and so on, but I had no peace deep in my soul. I had no peace because I hadn't ratified and rectified that issue. I had to confront confront and deal with how it made me feel and what I should do about it. Do you see what I'm saying? And many of us have had issues. My friends, I'm not blaming you. You know this is not what this is about. We all have issues. And we all have issues that have confronted us that somehow we have given it power. You know what I did? By not confronting what had happened to me, I gave it the power to rule and determine my emotions and which affected my choices in choosing someone to marry. Do you see what I'm saying? I gave it power. This is why it's very, very important for us to confront that which hurts us. Confront your deepest, darkest places. The things that bother you the most, the things you can't shake away, confront them. Confront them. Confront them. And expose them and excoriate them and rid them out of your system because the failure to do so is going to rob you of the joy. Some of us have issues with our sexuality. Every demon is not a sexual one. Some of you have issues with your sexuality. Some of you have issues with homosexuality that you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm gay. Oh my God, I can't believe that I'm attracted to a man. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm attracted to a woman. That's your own personal demon. Get over it. Confront it. Deal with it. Let it come up before you. Confront it. Some of us have issues with jealousy. You are jealous of someone else's success. You're jealous of seeing your brother and your sister, your best friend, getting on. Some of you have issues with watching your best friend's marriage. Some of us have issues with being professionally jealous of others. For some others, it's best. You can't see something in a store and you can't walk away from it. You got to take it. You have personal demons. Some of you have resentment attached to something that happened in the past. Some people still do not speak to their parents because something happened 20 years ago. My friends, let it go. In my history, in my story, when my mother died, my whole family turned on its ear against me. I was left standing alone, hurting and grieving, and nobody cared. 
They did everything and threw the whole kitchen sink at me. They blamed me. My mother was sick. I was her only caregiver. They all took off. They said they had their own lives to live. They didn't care. I stayed. I was there. And yet when she passed, everybody turned on me. I was the only person left standing. I had to deal with me in my grief, in my hurt, plus deal with all the stuff that they brought against me. So I learned how to deal with it. It took time. I knew it was going to take some time. I went to therapy to help myself. And then I confronted it. How do I feel about them? You can't choose the family you are born to, but you can choose how you deal with them when you become an adult. So since that is how they are, I did call them and say, I forgive you. Took two years. But in forgiving them, it doesn't mean that we're going to walk one with another. Because I'm not going to give you a second chance to hurt me. But I forgive you. I let them know that I have let go, that you are not a chain to the past. I want to live in the present, and I want to live now. I want to live joyfully. I want to live with freedom, and I want to live with joy. And I want to experience all the good things that God has for me. You are not going to be a contributing factor to the past. Past is the past. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm saying this to help you to understand that even with the stuff that people hurt you the most, the man who sexually violated me, I never gave myself a chance to confront him. He died or some almost a long time ago. I never confronted him. But when I heard he died, I was so cold. I had no feelings for And people were around me, family members were like, how could you be like that? They helped to raise you. They were pouring salt into the wound. They didn't understand, but I didn't say anything. Was it my responsibility to say something? I don't think so. Finally, when I did talk about it and I told my mother, she was speechless. How she dealt with it was another thing because I was like, well, where were you? You are the parent. Because I kid you not, I'm a parent. I have two daughters. And if they were to come and tell me that somebody did that, that person would be having some issues. <laughs> right? <laughs> I ain't going to go like that. I'm, I'm not that type. No, no, no. Because what happens is, what happens in your childhood is a setup for your adult life. And if you are not careful, what they do to you in adulthood will damage you for the rest of your life. So you can't just sit back and let people just walk freely into your life. But you have to protect you. My friend, put the liquor down. Put the glass down. Put down that proclivity that makes you go look up sex on the Internet. Put down that proclivity that makes you go look up porn on the Internet. It leads to damaging places. Before you know it, next thing you know, you start looking at child pornography and the feds are knocking at your door. Put it down. I'm warning you. Stop searching for something. What you really need is Jesus. What you need is to get a grip and to understand that you're searching for something deep. Sometimes what we allow to happen is we allow ourselves to be chained to things from the past. Now, you got to put things into context because some people are going to run away with this stuff and say, well, you know, we should tell uh, African-Americans to stop thinking about slavery. Let's deal with that in a different context, shall we? There's a thing called reparations and all. That's how that is dealt with, right? 
But you've got to, they're also associated with slavery that the rest of the world does not confront is the trauma and the trauma that is in our DNA as caused by the traumatic experiences of our ancestors. You don't believe me? I didn't make this up. This was studied by folks who had survived the Holocaust and their descendants who had never been in the Holocaust. But they found that because they had been exposed to the trauma and the violence of the Holocaust, thereby their descendants are now experiencing trauma. People have issues with crowds and violence and all kinds of stuff associated with it. Well, look at slavery. But you know, you cannot be a slave to the past. You cannot let the past determine your future. Work really hard. It takes a lot of work. I don't have the best past ever. I kid you not. I had a very a pretty destructive childhood. But I kept telling myself through all the stuff that went on in my childhood, I kept telling myself that I could not let it win by damaging me to the extent where I can't function in the future. I imagined that I had a bright, big future in front of me. I imagined that I was going to overcome it and my future was going to be glorious. I was going to be successful and nobody was going to get a chance to hurt me again. That was what I imagined as my future. And the only way that I was going to do it, I was not going to deal with the people from the past. Consequently, I didn't talk to people from the past. I associated them with the negativity that came from dealing with the past. Do you see what I'm saying? Right? And so what happened was I stopped. I literally stopped and didn't deal with it. And what happened was I got free. I got set free. I freed myself. You've got to. Bob Marley said this. He said, emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but ourselves can free our mind. None but yourself. We go to therapy to free our minds from the trauma associated with the pain of the past. There are some things in the past, what I have found when I went to Jesus and I started praying, I found that some of the stuff that happened to me, I had to let it go. I had to release it and let it go. And once I did, it did not have the power to make me sad anymore. I don't allow myself to dwell and remember the things that happened to me in the past. Do you think it would be fun? To remember when my ex-husband was beating me up or when he held a knife to my ribs. Who wants to remember that? I don't live in that cloud. I don't live in that space and that time. I tell myself that that was a different time. And today I have overcome those demons. Consequently, I make better choices. Having learned my lessons, I don't choose people who are going to beat me up and put me in a place where they're going to hurt me and damage me. I am very protective of myself. I have like a sealed barrier around me. You know what I mean? You people want to talk to me? Uh-huh. Keep talking and keep it moving by the same breath because you're not going to come near me. So you leave me damaged. Do you see where I'm coming from? But we, and what that comes from learning how damaging the effects of the past can be. So for me to have freedom and joy in the present, what I do, I don't think about the past. Yes, the past happened, but let it go. This is your cleansing. This is your time. Some of us have painful experiences in the past. We went to work. 
and we were treated badly. And it damages you and your perspective on how you should be treated by employers. You went to work looking for money. They took advantage of you. Okay? Overcome that. You've got to keep it moving. You were in a relationship. They promised you, he promised you this, or she promised you the sun, the moon, and the stars. All the galaxies in between. And they didn't deliver. They were saying that to get you know what. So now it's over. Let it go. They cheated. They they stabbed you in the back. Family members went behind your back. Best friends went behind your back. Let it go. Some of us have addictions from the past that have chained us. So now you're paying for those addictions because it's manifesting as physical illnesses in your body. There are a lot of our emotional trauma that is now manifesting as physical illness. One of the things that I do not allow, I tell you, I work really hard at dealing with stress. I work really hard at dealing with stress. Say it again. I work really hard at dealing with stress. Why? Because time has proven to me how stress leaves an impact on the body. And how stress makes your body break down. It manifests in back pain. It manifests in shoulder pain. It manifests in fake, what we call phantom pain. That shoulder makes you think you're having a heart attack. It manifests in your hair turning gray and falling out. It manifests in you aging prematurely. But you know, the worst damage is what it has done to your psyche. When, when people have hurt you and it's damaged your faith and trust. It sets you up so you will not trust anyone in the future. You had a best friend, and she slept with your man behind your back. You're not going to trust anybody to come near you. You had a best friend who envied you and backbit against you and strategized and plotted against you. Somebody came into your circle, and they do that suddenly. You don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to be around anybody. Let it go. You don't have to talk to them, but let it go so other people can come into your life who offer meaningful experiences. The world is a big place. And today with media and social media, you have access to a whole range of people that you would never know, not normally. You don't have to stick with the seven people from childhood who are chained to memories of the past. There are some of us who still carry burdens from the past, from what I call lived experiences. You know what lived experiences are? You grew up hearing that a certain group of people who look a certain way and who sound a certain way are, 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 are bad. And you live with those experiences. Some of us are carrying experiences that are, those are negative. We were conditioned to believe that people who didn't look like us are bad. You still care that some, some, some of us have real issues associated with the color of our skin based on our lived experiences. And it's chained us to the past. It's changed us to a lifestyle where you can't enjoy joining the present because you're ever vigilant. You know why we don't like trauma? Do you know why I don't like trauma? I don't like trauma because it robs you of your joy from living in the present. And what trauma does is it constantly is fighting to remind you, don't trust that one, don't talk to that one, don't do this with that one, don't do that, because they're likely to. Show me the evidence first. But in the meantime, I'm going to live with joy. I'm going to have peace and harmony and joy because it is good for everything about me. It is good for my faith. It is good for my person. It's good for my heart. It's good for my lungs. It's good for my kidneys. And it's good for my brain. Studies have shown that when they examine people who have lived with childhood trauma, there's a part of their brain that is very damaged. 
It is true. It's something we all need to think about. As you go through your life and you think about all the negative stuff that happened to you, poverty is a form of trauma. The stuff that happened to you, you were physically abused by family members. Your father was an alcoholic. Your mother was a crack addict. She sold you to the pimps. One of the most painful stories I ever heard years ago when I lived in Central Florida was of a young man who was now a preacher. And his mother was a crack addict. And she sold her son for crack to the pimps. So she could get the next habit and the men raped him and had sex with him. And he couldn't, he was powerless and couldn't do anything about it. Here the man is a preacher preaching. And he was, his wife was standing in the audience and she was weeping when he talked about what had happened to him. Is he chained to the past? No, every tear he shed was cleansing him from the memory of that. He still forgave his mother. One of the most touching stories I ever heard is a man named Richard Horn who wrote a book. The Making of a Trailblazer. Go look it up. Richard Horn. I'm going to invite him to come and talk about his stuff. Because he's awesome. Do you hear me? You have to listen to Richard. Right? And Richard's book, he talked about how his parents got divorced early. And by the time he was 12, he was his mother left them. And she went with her boyfriend. And she, in leaving them leaving her husband and her kids with her boyfriend. The husband lost it. So Richard and his father became homeless and were walking the streets. He was 12 years old and showed up at his mother's door where his mother lived with her boyfriend. She gave him $5 and told him to go make it on his own. The boyfriend came to the door and said, you can't be here. So in an effort to survive, this young kid went into a convenience store picked up something for 99 cents. I walked out the store so they could call the police and they put him in juvie just so he could have a warm place to sleep because it was winter in Detroit. You know what happened later on? A social worker entered his life and changed his narrative. He met and married a beautiful woman. When I read the story, I said, I got to meet your wife. Is she real? Is she a real person? He met a beautiful woman. They blended their families together. And as it would happen, his mother got sick. And guess who took care of her in the hospital? He and his wife. And his mother-in-law, his wife's mother. The same mother who at 12 made him have to commit robbery so he could get rest. The same mother ended up, he had to take care of her. Do you see where I'm coming from? He was not chained to his past. He let it go. He let her go, right? He let her go so he could enjoy the present with his family. That, my friends, is a stunning example of how we need to let our demons go. He has plenty of demons. He had demons of drugs. He had demons of oppression, and I'm pretty sure there are some he hasn't even talked about. But if you ever have a moment, go look him up on, on social media, Richard Horn. He's one of the most peaceful, normal human beings I have ever met. To this day, he, his wife and I and himself, we stay in touch, and that's been some four or five years ago. You know, some people you interview, and they just become people you stay connected to. He's one of them. 
The book is called The Making of a Trailblazer. I could not believe that story. And it's fundamental, too, because we need to understand that there are bad things that have happened to all of us. I am not discrediting your story. For those who survived sexual abuse at the hands of faith leaders, I totally get it. In the, in the Lutheran Church, there were 257 cases that are reported. I am pretty sure there are over 6,000 that have not been reported. And yet, you have to live with this. You have to live with this fact that this too has happened to you and that this is something you have to deal with. But you have got to let it go. There's some of the stuff that has happened to us. It's not fair. I'm going to be the first person to tell you it's not fair. Is it fair? No. Should it have happened? No. Was it good? No. But the Bible says that all things work together for the good of them who are called according to his purpose. My ex-husband beat me up. I found out that all of that stuff worked together because I was called. And I could tell a story and write books about it to help others. Everywhere I go to talk about this, somebody else gets delivered. Somebody else tells me that that's my story. Somebody else experienced some sort of deliverance, some sort of refreshing of their soul from what they could not talk about. It amazes me. There are no dried eyes left in the audience because it's someone's story. That's the power of overcoming. That's getting, shedding my personal demon. Did I have a personal demon? You bet I did. Did I, have to, did I have to get over it? Yes. Did I have to tell others? Yes. Did I have to shake it off? Did I have to pretend to be brave until I found my legs? I am saying to you today that faith is an example, having faith in the right place. There is a healing for every one of us. That healing is found in a place and in a body of belief that is non-threatening, that is non-violent, that is not going to hurt, not become oppressive and repressive Christianity as practiced by some fundamentalist preachers and teachers, but the kind of liberating Christianity that Jesus Christ really taught. That's what Jesus taught. What we have become normal and accepted are the traditions of men that continue to think that they have to oppress you in order to get you submitted. They have to repress you in order to get something out of you. If they don't feel they have to press you out. You all remember that? They have to press you out in order to get something out of you. Those are the traditions of men. That was the way of the Old Testament. The way of the New Testament is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The way of the, liber- the New Testament is grace and more grace and peace. Grace and more grace. That means for all the struggles, give you grace. For all the stuff that you went through, peace. For everything that happened to you, grace and more grace, and grace, and peace, and grace, and peace. That's what Jesus came for, grace, and peace. Grace, and peace over that man who touched you inappropriately, that man who put his finger off your little butt when you were a kid. Your parents sent you for soccer. Your parents sent you for the football coach, and instead, he was busy doing something else. Grace, and peace. The first person who introduced alcohol to you could have been your father. Grace, and peace. No, you find yourself addicted to alcohol and can't get out of it. Grace and peace. The person who gave you drugs as a way of coping with yourself. Grace and peace. No, you are so addicted. 
grace and peace, forgiving others, forgive those who hurt you the most. I have found the greatest power is in the power of forgiving those who hurt the most, the people who did the most egregious things, the people who, but for the grace of God, you would have hurt them. That's how strong it was that they hurt you. I have found there is a place of forgiveness where you find grace and peace that you can look at them in their suffering and feel gracious unto them and exercise the grace that they never gave you. Grace and peace. Grace and peace in overcoming your personal demons. I have, I have a younger sister, my mother's youngest child, who stole all my clothes during November of 2016. That was a sign that some bad stuff was coming, right? Stole all my clothes in November of 2016. She didn't have any idea that within seven months, our mother would have passed away. She had no idea. I just knew something was, was going to come out of it. She stole all my clothes during November. Took my coats, scarves, and gloves. Can you imagine in the Midwest, in November, a family member stole all of your clothes? I came home and there was nothing in my closet. And she denied it because I called the police. But you ever heard of grace and peace and overcoming your personal demons? I guess what they thought I would have done was become violent. I don't know why they thought so, because I'm not violent. I guess they were pushing every button that they could to see if they could excite out of me something violent resembling what they would have done. I didn't violate anybody. I didn't pick up a gun. I didn't pick nothing. I just reported it to the authorities and watched in the coming months. Fast forward two years later. I sat on the sidelines and watched them. I knew the time would come. You know what happened two years later? Yes. She needed me. You know what I did? Grace and peace. At a time, I gave her grace, she and her children, when she didn't show any grace to mine. I still gave her grace. Amen? Amen. Grace and peace. More grace and more grace and more peace. Grace will give you peace. Leaving behind the pain of the past is going to give you the greatest peace. So I just want to pray with you. We're going to wrap up in just a few. And I'm going to pray with you. I want you to think of all the stuff that you have gone through that is keeping you bound to misery. The stuff that is driving you to the bottle, the stuff that is driving you to take opioids, all these women who are soccer moms, all these stay-at-home moms, and some who are working and who are taking opioids, there is a reason behind it. They're taking opioids to numb out the pain. They're taking opioids to forget the stuff that they have to deal with. Maybe they're dealing with cheating spouses. Maybe they're dealing with kids who have gone astray. Maybe they're dealing with things from the past. And this is the only way they can think of. I want you to think about it this now. Think about it. Bring it to your attention right now. Because after this, it won't be a problem for you anymore. Bring it up right now. All the stuff. The man who touched you. The man who beat you up. The woman who left you and took everything financial from you. And you had to start all over again at the age of 50. You had to go work all over again. Come on. Bring it all up. Forgive them. Forgive them, Lord. 
Come on, say it. Forgive them, Lord. Lord, I submit and I forgive them this day. With tears streaming down your face, say, Lord, I forgive those who have hurt me. I forgive that one who robbed me of that job. I forgive that one who called me a name. I forgive that one who robbed me and beat me up. That one who violated me. That man who raped me. I don't even know his name, Lord. I forgive them. Come on, forgive them. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And there is your peace. Here comes your healing. Here comes your healing. Let it come. And here comes your healing. And let the healing flow. For the rest of time, let it be healed. Don't bring it up. If you can't avoid them, avoid associating with them. Because it will stir it up. When you find it starts stirring up, stay away. Because your healing is a continued process. And you have to watch over yourself. You have to watch over your soul. You have to watch over you and your mental health and your own processes. It was instructive, wasn't it? Because if I had allowed that sister in, she would have taken worse than my clothes this time. She would have taken my whole house. So I learned a valuable lesson. Don't let her in. Because if you let her in, she's going to this time take more than your clothes. More than that. And take more. So I learned to lesson. The people who hurt you, they're gone. Some of them are dead and gone. The person who introduced you to drugs that has now kept you chained to it, let them go. The person whom you trusted and went in a car with, and they ended up committing armed robbery that made you go to jail. And now here you are, broke, busted, and can't get out of this. Forgive them. And they never stood up in court to say you were never part of it, so you had to serve time with them. Forgive them. Let it go. The person whose car you were in and they planted the drug in, it's your car, you went to pick them up. But when they saw the cops, they dropped the drug in the car. And when the cop came over, they didn't say that it was their drug. And you ended up, forgive them. Let it go. The person who would never mail the letter that would have uh, confirmed your marriage life, and then you find out years later that you ain't married. Forgive them. Trust me. Been there, done that, and wrote the book. Forgive them anyhow. Amen? Amen. So I just want to pray with you. I'm just going to pray with you. As we enter into this new year, leave it all behind. We're stirring up the stuff. Let it go. Just watch it. Leave it in 2019. Don't take it as of this day. Let it go. Go to therapy. Go talk to someone. But more importantly, after this, we're going to watch some football. Have joy. Replace that pain. As I held my baby daughter in my arms when I was 25, I learned that I had to have joy, that the joy of the moment of holding her replaced the pain that I had endured as a kid. And I let that be my mainstay. Find your joy. Find something that makes you joyful. And be healed. This was your healing. Think healing thoughts. Forgive them. Every time it comes up, a deep breath, forgive them. Amen? Amen. This has been Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for being a part of my show this morning. Make sure you go to my website, the exodusfoundation.com. 
leave us a donation so we can continue to stay on the air. Go to my page on Anchor FM and support this podcast. I appreciate your continued support. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks to everybody who is listening. Thanks to my caller for calling in. I really appreciate the support and the shout out. The sister appreciates it, brother. Thank you so much for taking time out to let me know that you continue to listen. Thanks so much, everybody. Happy Sunday. Watch some football. Amen. See you tomorrow. Bye for now. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.